1: Welcome to Prognosis. I'm Francesca Levy. Laura Carlson is out. It's day 210 since coronavirus was declared a global pandemic. Today's main story. This week, regulators took steps that made it all but impossible for a vaccine to be released to the public before it's been thoroughly tested. That dashed President Trump's hopes of a pre-election inoculation and put on display the tense relationship between the White House and federal health agencies. But first, here's what happened in virus news today. President Donald Trump's sudden decision to walk away from stimulus talks with Democrats probably killed the chances of a relief package before the November election. Even though hours later Trump sent tweets that appeared to reverse course, any aid to struggling Americans and businesses might now be delayed until 2021. That has put the economic rebound at risk of stalling in the fourth quarter, economists say. And it could leave the Federal Reserve under pressure to provide more support. Economists say growth will likely slow and the economy will be even more vulnerable to another shock. Today, U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi signaled in a call with Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin that she was open to a standalone airline relief bill without a comprehensive package. Indianapolis based pharmaceutical giant Eli Lilly is seeking emergency authorization of the treatment it's developing with Canadian biotech Absolera Biologics. The authorization from the Food and Drug Administration would allow high-risk patients recently diagnosed with mild to moderate COVID-19 to receive the therapy. Finally, a mobile phone app that travelers can use to show they're COVID-free will begin trials this month. It could be a step toward resuming more long-haul flights. The Common Pass application will be tested on certain routes with carriers United Airlines and Cathay Pacific Airways. Volunteers must take a coronavirus at a certified health lab and upload results onto their phones with the app generating a barcode to show that they're disease-free. Authorities, including U.S. Customs and Border Protection and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention will observe the process.
0: Stiefel Nicholas and Company, Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE.
1: Now for today's main story. In the flood of news that's come out this week, you may have missed some small but significant steps that regulators took yesterday. The Food and Drug Administration, which has been at odds with the White House promising an approved vaccine by the election, released guidelines that all but killed the chances that would happen. The FDA has been working for months to hammer out clear standards for vaccines seeking fast-track approval. Yesterday, the agency made a series of moves that all but assured that a shot won't be widely available by election day. I talked to senior editor for healthcare Drew Armstrong about what the implications are for a fast vaccine and for Trump's reelection. So Drew, tell me about the FDA guidelines that were released yesterday.
3: Yeah, so I think to understand this, you have to rewind a little bit Back to the all of the political dynamics and noise um, and regulatory efforts around trying to get a vaccine as soon as possible. Basically, the US has this fast-track vaccine effort called Operation Warp Speed that has been trying to shave the usually years-long timeline that it takes to make a vaccine down into months. Now The reality, though, is that any of these vaccines that are going to be used are going to have to go through the FDA. And typically, FDA review for any vaccine or medical device or drug, it can take months and months and months. But because we're in the middle of a pandemic, there is this policy called an emergency use authorization. Everybody calls it an EUA in FDA world. And so that's how we can talk about it here. But what it basically says is that in an emergency situation, you can use a little bit less data and a little bit less information on the safety and effectiveness of these vaccines in order to get them out to at least some part of the American public than you would otherwise. Now, the big fight in D.C. and one of the questions that everybody's been asking is what data is gonna be required. How safe do we need to know they are? How effective do we need to know they are? And there's been a long wait for the FDA to come out with a, what's called a guidance document that basically says, here's where we're setting the threshold on all of those things. Here's exactly where we want these drug makers who are working on these vaccines. Here's what they want. We need them to tell us about how this works. And so that's kind of been the setup. So fast forward to yesterday, The FDA had come up with this guidance and had been close to putting it out for some time now, and they had had to send it over to the White House for approval. The White House, though, um, where, keep in mind, President Trump wants to move as fast as possible and has accused the FDA of being part of the deep state and sabotaging his election chances, has been sitting on this guidance, basically, where saying, you know, it's perpetually kind of under review. What happened yesterday was basically the FDA did a kind of an end run around the White House and the FDA, which is trying to hold a relatively high standard here, snuck this guidance out in a, a, a different document, essentially ahead of a meeting that they were going to have. So FDA basically said, mm, we're just going to go ahead and put these out in this other method. And boom, it kind of kicked off this whole thing of FDA making this end run around the White House, basically.
1: So even the release of these guidelines was somewhat controversial. What Did we learn when they finally came out? What did they actually say?
3: So what we learned is actually not that new. Um, FDA had been saying publicly what was going to be in these, uh, but it basically said that drug makers are going to be required to have two months, um, a median of two months of safety data um, on any vaccine that they apply um, for one of these emergency use authorizations for. And that any vaccine is going to have to go through a panel of experts at the FDA, that the FDA will set up this event and the experts will all talk about it. This all seems, you know, relatively benign and You know, the FDA has been telling drug makers some of this stuff already. They've been saying, hey, here's what these standards are going to be. The reality is, though, that with President Trump calling for a vaccine by Election Day, a lot of people raising concerns about political interference, this delay of these guidelines under review by the White House. FDA went out and basically said, hey, we're putting this marker down. It's on paper. If anybody tries to roll us or push this through in a way that they shouldn't be, we have laid out our standards for how this is going to work in print that probably serves as a degree of pushback against any kind of political interference, which has been a big concern at the FDA through this process.
1: So what is the significance of this announcement for that election day timeline? What are the chances that a vaccine will be released by then?
3: I think certainly, in terms of election day timeline, that is down to slim to none. Um, you know I think it's worth keeping in mind that the only person who was really pushing this election day um, timeline was President Trump his re-election potentially on November 3rd entirely hinges on the, his response to the coronavirus uh, pandemic and you know he's been very much out there saying you know we might have a vaccine by election day you know and in at times accusing the fDA of slowing down work to hurt him politically but every other scientist in his administration people in the drug industry basically every piece of kind of knowledgeable expertise working on this has called that very very unlikely Pfizer, uh, the New York-based drug maker that has a vaccine is probably furthest along, was the company that was most likely um, to potentially have some results by then. But even so, it was going to take always take a while for FDA to review these things um, and for them to then get out to the public. So I think, you know, This guidance document from FDA, plus a few other things that happened yesterday, have really pretty firmly put the nail in the coffin um, on any possibility of a vaccine being ready by Election Day.
1: Briefly talk about what else happened yesterday that put the nail in the coffin. As you say, Um, the FDA went even further than this guidance.
3: You know, I think one of the other things that happened yesterday was that, um, you know, we saw the head of uh, President Trump's Operation Warp Speed program um, make some remarks where he said, you know, no vaccine maker should apply for an emergency use authorization unless they're ready to deliver millions of doses right away. So that's another piece of delay. Um, We saw the Pfizer CEO come out on Twitter and say that, They would definitely be very conscious of the science and were interested in, you know, didn't want to do anything to undercut the FDA after the FDA put out that guidance. Um, So, you know, a lot of things stacking up all at once, basically, to make it more and more difficult for this already unlikely ambitious timeline actually to, to happen.
1: And finally, how did the Trump administration react to this news?
3: Yeah, that's a great question, and um, you might not be surprised to know that the reaction from Trump came on Twitter. Um, Late late last night, he put out a tweet, um, which he has uh, done before, in which he said, new FDA rules make it more difficult for them to speed up vaccines for approval before election day. Just another political hit job. And then he tagged FDA Commissioner Stephen Hahn in his tweet. Um, This is not the first time that he has accused uh, people in the public health agencies um, in government of being part of the deep state or being politically motivated to slow him down. Just for the record. We've talked to lots of folks uh, in those agencies. There is no evidence whatsoever that there is any kind of conspiracy against the president. Um, Everybody that I've spoken to in the scientific community inside and outside government, wants to get a vaccine as quickly as possible. But, you know, along with that priority, they are very, very worried about undermining trust in science, undermining trust in regulators, and making sure that when a vaccine does come to market, that people believe that it's on the market because it is safe and because it is effective, not because it was pushed along in order to help the president's re-election.
1: Drew, thank you so much for your time. Happy to do it. That was Drew Armstrong, and that's it for our show. For coverage of the outbreak from 120 bureaus around the world, visit bloomberg.com slash coronavirus. And if you like the show, please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's the best way to help more listeners find our global reporting. The Prognosis Daily Edition is produced by Topher Forges, Jordan Gaspore, Magnus Henriksen, and Laura Carlson. Today's main story was reported by Drew Armstrong. Original music by Leo Sitterin. Our editors are Rick Schein and me, Francesca Levy. I'm also Bloomberg's head of podcasts.